0: The game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. you ready for the brand new day, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Basset is going to join us. LA's favorite site 866-987-2578. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito, seasoning partner of the Dodgers, by Navian Tankless Water Heaters, for endless hot water, visit
1: tanklessmadesimple.com,
0: and by Chevrolet,
1: find new roads,
0: and now your host for Dodger Talk,
1: David Besse. The Los Angeles Dodgers have won 110 games with four more to go. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Bassett live at Dodger Stadium with you until 11:30 this Saturday night. Taking your phone calls at 866-987-2570. Dodgers beat the Rockies tonight, six to four, after a great night before the game with Hami Harin's pregame ceremony celebrating 64 seasons in the Dodgers Spanish radio booth. The Dodgers. Uh, certainly gave uh, Jaime a historic night to be honored as they became the first National League team in 113 years to win 110 games and become just the seventh team in baseball history to win 110 games. They have a chance to tie the world champion 98 Yankees with 114 wins if they win out the rest of their regular season games against this team The Rockies, that's right, they are going to play four more games against the Rockies. Hard to believe, but the reason why is the final three games of the season, of the series and season, were supposed to be played at the beginning of the year, but because of the lockout and baseball wanting to get the season uh, finished in a timely manner, they tucked on those three games at the end of the year to the existing three games, so you have a six-game series. So nonetheless, the Dodgers still have a chance to tie the 98 Yankees with 114 wins. What separates the 98 Yankees from, let's say, the 2001 116-win Mariners is the Yankees won the World Series. That's the reason why we talk about the 98 Yankees. 114 wins plus becoming world champions. And that's what makes one of the greatest teams in baseball history. David Cohn, who was part of that 98 team, says it all the time. Nobody talks about the 01 Mariners. Really, nobody does. I mean, when was the last time you ever heard me bring up the 2001 Mariners? You just don't hear it. But you do hear about the 98 Yankees because uh, they were part of the Yankees dynasty, winning four championships in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, certainly uh, are considered a dynasty. And the Dodgers are on track to maybe duplicate what the 98 Yankees did with 114 wins, but more importantly, winning the World Series. Now, as far as this season goes, I feel like, The Dodger players are knee deep in the season. They can't sit back and say, ah, man, are we having a great year. 98 wins, 100 wins, 88 wins. They can't do that. That's not how they get to where they're at right now. The biggest reason why the Dodgers are at 110 wins, in my opinion, other than superior talent, is being able to focus on that day's game, being able to focus on that one at bat. But you have had a chance to sit back and hopefully enjoy this great summer of baseball. We haven't seen this literally ever. You have never seen a Dodger team win these many games. Are you enjoying it or are you regretting not enjoying it as much as you should have because there's only four more games to go. Have you been so concerned about what may happen, living in the future, even though we haven't gotten there yet? You're living in the future and not enjoying what is happening this summer. You are living in the future and none of that has happened yet. I'm very curious if Dodger fans have seriously enjoyed this season. 110 wins and counting, with four more to go against the Rockies. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Here's your uh, nightly update on Freddie Freeman chasing the batting title. He had two hits tonight, so he improved his batting average to 329. He is leading Jeff McNeil and Paul Goldschmidt. And with two hits, he is just four away from achieving 200 hits in his career for the first time. And that certainly was a goal of his uh, once he started to see it in sight. So he is just four hits away from 200. He has a batting average of 329. Jeff McNeil at 323. Paul Goldschmidt at 318. And like I mentioned last night, Freddie Freeman, for as great of a player as he is, may be the biggest offseason signing or transaction any team made during the offseason. I would say Freddie Freeman's signing with the Dodgers has bigger impact than Corey Seager's signing with the Texas Rangers. Have you checked out the Rangers' record? It's not going so well. Have you checked out what Freddie Freeman has done for the Dodgers? Look, nobody was a bigger Corey Seager fan than I was and appreciated what he did, but Freddie Freeman is a better hitter than Corey Seager. Corey Seager would get caught up in Corey Seager a lot. Freddie Freeman sees the whole field. When he steps between those white lines, he is not about me. He is about team. And that's what's so special about watching him hit. He's hitting 3.29, and he has 196 hits, but he has given up team at-bats this year. He has made the right baseball play. And that's the great appreciation for Freddie Freeman. And I also believe he may be setting an example for some of the players in the Dodgers, dugout, clubhouse, wherever they are, that you don't need to overwork to be great. He's a great hitter. There's very few people that can roll out of bed and hit the way Freddie Freeman does. But he works smart. Mookie Betts works smart. And hopefully that becomes maybe the new culture instead of feeling the pressure of showing up at 1230 for a 7-10 game. That's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't. it's too much. It's too much sometimes, but Freddie Freeman certainly has been a joy to watch. 866-987-2570 is the phone number, and I know everybody tries to pick apart the Dodger roster. There's no perfect roster. The Dodgers are the best team in the National League. They have a very good chance of going to the World Series. But as you know, there have been the best teams in baseball that have been upset in the postseason. The 88 Dodgers did it to the 88 Mets and also the 88 Oakland Athletics, two monster teams, monster teams like the Dodgers. A lot of people believe those two teams were invincible. The Mets beat the Dodgers, what, 10 out of 11 times in the regular season that year? It would have been 11 out of 12 if there wasn't one rained out that year. And the Dodgers found a way to beat the Mets, the mighty Mets, in seven games and then upset the Oakland Athletics in the World Series. So those things do happen, but if you allow your players to play and leave it up to them between the lines, everybody can live with the results a little bit better. 866 987 2570. Let's go out to John, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, John. You're on Dodger Talk.
2: David, Vasquez, for real. I love you, bro. You're the man, David.
1: Hey, thank you, John. I appreciate that.
2: I just want to tell you, yo, we got to win the whole thing, David. 110 is not good for LA. That's
1: not good enough for you, John? Town. You have hey, not appreciated these win the 110 wins?
2: I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I love 110. I love breaking all the records, most in the NL. But I really would love it. I don't even talk about that until we win the whole thing. I don't want to jinx my team until we win the whole thing.
1: All right, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for the phone call, and thank you for the love. 866-987-2570. Cody Bellinger, by the way, has had two good back-to-back games here in the series to open up the final six games of the regular season. Last night, a three-run home run, the first time Cody hit a home run since August 21st. Tonight... Three for four with two RBIs, a sacrifice fly in that torturous seventh inning where the Rockies were, uh, the Rocky relievers were just awful, flat-out awful. Uh, Bud Black had to use three different pitchers, starting with Danilis and Lament, who couldn't get an out, walked the bases loaded. In total, three different Rockies relievers, six walks, three runs were scored by the Dodgers, and that's how they came back to beat Colorado tonight, 6-4. to four. That bottom of the seventh inning lasted 34 minutes because the Rockies could not find the strike zone, and the Dodgers were not helping them out by swinging at pitches outside of the strike zone. And, you know, if you're a pitcher that can't find the strike zone, it's going to be a long night for you against this Dodger lineup. That's what makes them so great. Uh, Coming into this game, they had uh, scored more runs than any other team in baseball, They had the highest run differential, and the biggest reason why they have scored now 137 runs this year with a run differential of 336 is because of their plate discipline, and we saw that in San Diego. Blake Snell was having a hard time commanding his fastball and threw 96 pitches in five innings. Congratulations, Blake. Five scoreless innings, but you threw 96 pitches and were out of the game. Uh, that's what the Dodger offense does they grind you down and it's not just about the number of pitches you throw but emotionally they drain the opposing pitcher and they certainly were draining the Rockies pitchers tonight 866-987-2570 is the phone number now when you look at the Dodger playoff roster there are rules that have not been in place as they have been in years past 26-man roster for each team in the postseason, but you can't tip the scales. You can't have 14 position players or 14 pitchers and only 12 position players. It has to be an even split now, 13 pitches and 13 position players. So my 13 position players for the Dodgers are the big three, Justin Turner, Gavin Lux, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor, Will Smith, Austin Barnes, Trace Thompson, Joey Gallo, and my 13th position player that I believe is going to be carried is more than likely going to be Miguel Vargas. He's just more of a threat with the bat coming off the bench than Answer Alberto. Alberto has been such a great teammate for the Dodgers. Now, I will say this, if the Dodgers... We're considering using a defensive replacement late in games for Gavin Lux at second base, Alberto would be considered. That would be the only way I could see justifying Alberto over Miguel Vargas. And as far as the pitching staff goes, I have Tony Gonsolin on it. I don't have Dustin May on my NLDS roster. Just too much question marks with his uh, back and also with him trying to get his for pitching back now remember you can change the playoff rosters every round so I do believe the Dodgers are working with Dustin May to figure things out not just health wise but mechanically and get him right for the NLCS so I can see that happening so here's my question I have Tony Gonsolin on my roster he's going to pitch Monday there are two spots left for three pitchers craig kimbrell david price and caleb ferguson who are the two out of the three i'm putting david price on that roster david price is a veteran he's a world champion he's a cy Award winner and more importantly he's not scared for me david price would have one of those spots in that dodger pitching staff for the nlds now the Dodgers predicate a lot of things on matchups, but quite frankly, they because of this rule now where you have to carry 13 pitchers and 13 position players, there's really not much wiggle room to match up as much as they have. This is their team. These are their 26 or 27, 28 players. There's really not too many tricks up their sleeves as far as playoff roster goes this year. And there shouldn't be. You've won 110 games with these players, so they should be good enough to help you get through October. And let's face it, uh, how many of these pitchers are going to be used? I feel like uh, the last two spots, the last two pitchers, they're your insurance. You're counting on the main guys there. The last two spots, the 12th and 13 pitchers on your staff are going to be counted on for insurance. 866-987-2570 Justin Turner no doubt will be on the Dodger playoff roster he was held out of the lineup again tonight for the fourth straight night with that uh, shin bruise but he spoke to reporters after the Dodgers won their 110th game of the season.
3: Yeah I think it's obviously a pretty cool number right now but really digging into it and thinking about it. Um, I don't think Now's the time to reflect on that. Uh, There certainly will be a time when everything's said and done to go back and look at all the accomplishments. But, um, you know, certainly a a fantastic season so far and uh, a lot to be proud of. With the wind like today, just kind of seeing how you guys were able to kind of be scrappy and grind through it and just all of the walks. How important are just kind of situations like this uh, to kind of push through and find a way to make things work? Yeah, it was just a great all-around offensive night. You see 10 hits, 10 walks, and hit by batter. Um, you know, it's just kind of a complete effort, and that's something that I think over the years this offense has been really good at. We're we're not the team that goes out and bangs out 20 hits all the time, but, um, you know, we control the strike zone. We take our walks. We pass the baton, and we create a lot of offense that way. Have you
4: seen five
3: consecutive walks before? Yeah, I... I'm not 100% sure. You guys are going to have to fact-check me on this, but I think in 19 against the Rockies, they walked six straight guys, and, and uh, we walked them off. Uh, might have been Greg Holland. I'm not sure, but um, I, I want to say it was like six straight walks.
1: I remember that, Justin Turner. You are 100% right. Great memory for Justin Turner, and tonight, yes, it was somewhat similar to that with uh, Danellis and Lament walking the first three hitters he faced, and then the next Rockies reliever came in and walked the first two batters he faced, including Joey Gallo and Austin Barnes. So a wild seventh inning for the Dodgers, literally a wild seventh inning for the Rockies as they uh, used three different relief pitchers, and they and they walked six Dodgers, and they scored three runs to get back into this game in the bottom of the seventh inning that took 34 minutes long. Let's go back out to the phones. Bill in Phoenix, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Bill. Hi, how you doing?
5: Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I heard your comment about Freddie Freeman, and I absolutely agree. Maybe you can suggest to Freddie that he have a sit-down conversation with Gavin Lux. So maybe Gavin Lux will look a little more professional at the plate instead of looking lost.
1: Okay. There's only so much a player or a coach can do, and I I wouldn't say Gavin Lux is lost. He's had a solid season. He hasn't looked like himself since coming off the injured list, so uh, hopefully he gets his confidence up by the time uh, the playoffs start. But I wouldn't say Gavin Lux has been lost this entire season. I will concede that he hasn't looked like himself since coming off the injured list. Tonight, 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Not a great night. Let's go out to Mike in L.A. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Mike. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my
5: call. I just wanted to say that uh, I love the fact that we've got 110 wins this year. It's amazing. And I'm hoping that we can continue some of these guys to get their bats restarted. Like you just said, I think Gavin Lux, he's definitely been hitting all year. I think Coming off injury, uh, looks like he uh, just needs to get his timing back, and hopefully he'll be able to uh, step it up come playoff time. What I really love seeing is Cody Bellinger starting to heat up, like you said. I'm hoping playoff Cody, big game Cody, comes in in October and uh, leads us to the promised land because, as other callers have said, Dave, I think that uh, 110 wins is great, but if you don't get the ring, then it doesn't mean anything. So I am celebrating it and, and loving it as a longtime dog.
1: I did I'm not cut of off – there. there's Mike. See, I did not cut you off, Mike. Some people thought, may have thought i cut you off, but keep going.
5: Thank you, thank you. And so my my deal here is uh, I'm tired of hearing everyone calling the, the 2020 win a, a Mickey Mouse thing. So, you know, at this point we need to get this uh, World Series this year to validate everything. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be remembered like the Atlanta Braves of the 90s. I want to be remembered of the Dodgers of the 20, 2020s and, and, and the – the way that this team has been built the last three, four years and going back. So let's hope that we can pull this off this year, Dave, and I I love hearing you all all season long, and uh, let's let's close this out right.
1: All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. Look, at the beginning of this uh, unprecedented run of success the last 11 years, uh, the expectations were completely different than what they're at right now. Uh, this ball club this ownership group has uh, brought the Dodgers not only back to life but to a place they have never been as far as this type of success with these many talented players when you go back to 2013 2014 it felt like we were all just really grateful that the Dodgers were back to being a really good team after the McCourt years but with this success comes expectations and the expectations now in 2022 are not the same as they were back in 2013. It feels like now the Dodgers have the same expectations as the Lakers have uh, because of the sustained success of winning, that it's a championship or a disappointing season. But I still believe you can enjoy this regular season and see where it goes from here. Baseball is so much different than any other sport. Especially now with an extra layer of rounds and extra teams in the postseason, it's not even the way it was 30 years ago when the 88 Dodgers got to the World Series and won it. There's just a lot of different variables that weren't there um, 30 years ago, 60 years ago, or if you want to go back to the last National League team to win 110 games, the 1909 Pirates, just it's a lot different and I would I would argue it's a bigger challenge now to get to the World Series and win it than it was even just 20 years ago. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of the extra teams in the postseason, here is your update on what happened around Major League Baseball. And let's start off with the Atlanta Braves and New York Mets. A big three-game series in Georgia. Last night, the Braves beat the Mets thanks to Kenley Jansen saving the day on his birthday. Tonight, big bad Max Scherzer was on the mound. The New York media was saying Max Scherzer was brought in for these type of games. Really? Uh, maybe they missed what took place in game six of the NLCS last year because Max Scherzer was literally a no show, and tonight he did show up, but he got hit around. The Mets had a lead, but Dansby Swanson hit a two run home run in the bottom of the fifth inning to give the Braves the lead. Driven to left center field and deep, Nimmo going back, he pulls up, he watches it sail out of here, home run, Swanson, three to two, Atlanta. Yes, thanks to the Braves Radio Network for that. Dansby Swanson, a go-ahead two-run home run in the bottom of the fifth inning off a of big, bad, tough guy, Max Scherzer. And for good measure, Matt Olson took big, bad, tough guy, Max Scherzer, deep as well for his 32nd home run of the season. Kenley Jansen saved his 29th game of the year as the Braves beat the Mets and big, bad, tough guy, Max Scherzer, 4 to 2 and have won the first two games of this series and have pulled into virtually a tie. Actually, they're a game better than the Mets now. So the Braves right now are percentage points better than the Mets in the NL East with one more to go tomorrow night on Sunday night baseball and a lot of people believe Whoever wins that game tomorrow night more than likely will win the NL East and be the number two seed in the National League to the Dodgers' number one seed. The San Diego Padres getting closer to securing their playoff spot. They currently hold the second spot in the wild card race with an 87-71 record after they beat the Chicago White Sox tonight 5-2. Juan Soto got the scoring started for the Padres. Fly ball, center field,
0: pretty deeply hit. A.J. Pollock going back at the wall. The ball's gone. One Soto answers the home run for the White Sox in the first with a home run of his own. His 27th of the year, this game is tied 1-1.
1: That was off Dylan Cease, and thanks to Don Orsillo and the Bally Sports Network in San Diego, Jake Cronenworth and Manny Machado also homered for the Padres as they defeated the White Sox tonight 5-2, to two. and the Padres' magic number to clinch a playoff berth is at 1. They can clinch the wildcard spot tomorrow with a win or a a Brewers loss. The Brewers gave it away in the ninth inning tonight. Devin Williams blew a save for Milwaukee and Christian Yelich kicked a ball in left field. And the Brewers lost to the Marlins tonight. So the Phillies, who split a double header against the Nationals, are still in command of that final wild card spot a game better than Milwaukee. So that's how it shakes out. The Mets, Padres, and Phillies as of tonight are the three wildcard teams while the Dodgers, Braves, and Cardinals are the division winners. Dodgers and Cardinals have officially clinched that while the Braves are still trying to punch their ticket as the number two seed and they can do so tomorrow night over the Mets. Now Think about this. The Braves have beaten the Mets, two best starters. They beat DeGrom last night, and they beat Scherzer tonight. And DeGrom left the game last night with a blood blister. And maybe Max Scherzer will blame the Dodgers analytical department for him losing tonight, or maybe body fatigue or hamstring tightness. Uh, He'll come up with some excuse, trust me. Uh, We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda. He was part of the Spanish broadcast tonight, as he has been all season long, and we'll get his thoughts on Hami Harim being celebrated tonight. Plus, we will check in with Evan Phillips. He was part of our Instagram Live presented by Ford earlier today. You'll hear what Evan had to say about who will close for the Dodgers in October. Plus, We'll take more of your phone calls at 866-987-2570 as the Dodgers defeat the Rockies 6-4 right here on AM570 LA Sports.
0: On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett.
1: David Basset live at Dodger Stadium after the Dodgers defeat the Rockies tonight 6-4 and become just the seventh team in Major League history to win 110 games this season. It's been a very special year. It's been really fun. Everybody asks me, how's your season been? I said, really easy. These guys make my life really easy with the way they play. I mean I could be doing pirates talk that would be a really tough job. 866-987-2570. Daniel's Jeweler's Home Run Forecast congratulates Richie Nunno of Fountain Valley who receives a $50 Daniel's Jeweler's gift card for playing for your chance to win a $50 gift card go to am 570 slash home run. We'll hear from Evan Phillips in just a moment and we'll get back to your calls also at 866-987-2570, but we want to check in with Jose Moda. Jose, great to be here tonight for history. The Dodgers winning their 110th game of the year. I'm not sure we all really understand what has happened here.
4: I mean, Dave, it's just amazing how this team goes out there, and you, you said it so well. This team's about today. This team's about tomorrow and, and taking care of things uh, at the moment. Um, nobody's caught in the the records or records of being set, just taking care of whatever needs to be done that day to get it done. And as you said, too, it's not easy to do that. I mean, between the white lines, you take across the field and and you get on the diamond, and and the other team has every intention that you have against them, too. And, um, you know, at the big league level, it doesn't take a name of a team or a name of a guy to go out there and beat you, but uh, this team just doesn't give up. Obviously, yes, you have a lot of talent. uh, You have a lot of weapons. But uh, you also have a culture created by the players themselves just to make sure that whatever situation is calling for on the mound or in the batter's box, you go out there and maximize it. That's how you get to 110 so far.
1: And it all started with the pregame ceremony of Jaime Harim being celebrated for his 64th and final season broadcasting Dodger baseball. Uh, You've worked with Jaime all season long. You've known him since you were a kid. Uh, how special was tonight for Jaime and his family?
4: It was impacting in so many ways, um, and just having, you know, the absence of his wife um, Blanca and see that rose sitting on that chair was just so so impacting and and so meaningful. Uh, Charlie did an outstanding job, you know, emceeing it, and to hear from Fernando and to hear from Pepe, obviously, and everybody else that you know, celebrities and dignitaries uh, took the the podium and, and spoke for Jaime. They they speak from their heart because they know that the impact Jaime is going to leave and and has left already. It's not just about baseball and calling championships or or naming Conflicts and Drysdale and and Mondesi and Caros and Piazza. It's about what he's done to make sure that Dodger fans feel included. Inclusion is huge. Uh, Jaime is about also representing, you know, the immigrants in this country. And not just the Hispanics, but people that needed to just feel in one place where they're going to be received with open arms. Um, For a guy that, I mean, Quito, Ecuador. That, you don't hear about baseball in Quito, Ecuador, as you would you know, Dominican, Mexico, or Puerto Rico, or Venezuela, but a man that had not even, he did not even know how to score a baseball game, okay? And to be in this position, to be a, a Hall of Famer, you know, since 1998, and to be so tied with with the culture of the organization, the city, and the fans, is absolutely remarkable. And uh, I was getting a little nostalgic just watching from upstairs as I was Showing in and doing the pregame show in Spanish about just thinking, how could this be? This is the voice that we used to just get on, get on the station wagon and, and my mom wanted to listen to the games in Spanish so we could flip through Vinny and, and Jaime. And it was like, you felt like you were home. Okay, we're back in L.A. We're on vacation now. We know we're from Dominican for school vacation and uh, for sure a very special. I'm glad he's going to be around because uh, we will learn from him and we'll continue to learn from him.
1: My favorite part of the ceremony was Edward James Almost He spoke from the heart, and he was fired up. He had a lot of passion, and as Vic the Brick would say, a lot of passion and corazon. <laughs> a lot
4: of corazon, because, you know, Edward James almost has also stood up for a lot of things in society, and what's right and what's wrong, and I think he knows that Jaime, in his own way, has done the same thing. And it's important to have that platform to be able to, in the most respectful way, just Make people understand what you stand for and how important it is that we all behave the right way and do things the right way and and get to the next level the right way. Uh, But also to keep that fire, to let people know it doesn't matter what your skin color is, where you're from, you can get it done. It's been done before. There's some people like Jaime and James almost that have opened those doors and those huge gates. Go out there and follow and keep your dream alive because this is about opportunity and for sure. Talk about two people that have capitalized on opportunities. You name Edward James Almost and Jaime Harin, and it's absolutely a nice match.
1: Jose Mota is joining us after the Dodgers win their 110th game of the season by defeating the Rockies 6-4. to Jose, we've talked about the rules changes that are going to happen next year in an attempt to speed up the games with the pitch clock, but I thought that seventh inning was a great example of having a pitch clock is fine but if you can't throw strikes you're going to have longer games that bottom of the seventh inning was 34 minutes because rocky pitchers couldn't find the strike zone isn't that a bigger issue
4: it is a bigger issue it doesn't happen very often but I'll take it I'll take it because uh it was <laughs> the way that the Dodgers needed to score today the Dodgers got walked eight times in San Diego the first game and only one of those, you know, walks, scores. So, uh, Dave, I know exactly where you're coming from. Uh, I mean, the Rockies, obviously, pitching-wise, is not their strength. And it doesn't matter if it's in Colorado or away from Colorado. Um, they just are not able to do it. But let me go back just about an inning before that, okay, uh, with Lawrence on Mookie Betts, with um, Freeland himself on Trey Turner. What happened was, okay, they were going with sweepers and benders, okay, away from the zone, okay. Dodger hitters were chasing Miguel Vargas today, okay? The peaks and valleys in the big leagues find you so quickly, it's pretty much impacting and hit you right in the face. It's what happened to Vargas today. So Dodgers hitters get the credit because, well, they start laying off those pitches. And then because the Rockies' young pitchers are forced to go fastballs, they want to be finer. And the Dodgers hitters, you know what? That's why they average so many pitches per player appearance. That's why they walk so much. And every time we talk about men in scoring position, look at the Dodgers on base and walks we with men in scoring position. This is why, because they stick with a the plan, they are able to adapt, and they can make life miserable for anybody out on that mound. So give it to them. Uh, productive outs, uh, David sacrifice flights. 52 now for the Dodgers so who says that the slugging team can also go out there and get it done by making adjustments and getting the sack flies and today was a good example of cutting things down to make sure you have productive outs because they'll count the same way because they scored runs for you
1: all right jose thanks for breaking it down for us we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon after game three of this six game series against the rockies corazon my friend corazon Okay, there he goes, Jose Mota, Dodger broadcaster. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Rockies tonight 6-4. to Evan Phillips with the win. Brewster Gratterall with his fourth save of the season. Let's go out to Long Beach. Aaron, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Aaron. Hi, David. Uh, yeah, I
2: was a big fan. You know, I, I, You know, like the last caller, you know, you talked about Gavin Lux. You know, I you know, whenever he went up to the the plate, I didn't really have any confidence that he was going to do anything. I believe he came up in the seventh and the eighth with bases loaded, and he struck out both times. I I if I certainly if I remember. But you know, it, it is a concerning. I mean, if if there is uh, what other options would we have if we
1: Max Muncy? Up- you got yeah. Max Muncy to play second base, and Turner would be back, so he could play third base, and then you. uh Maybe have Will Smith DH in those type of games, but it feels like the Dodgers uh, may platoon and may match up depending on if they feel that starting pitcher is uh, is a good matchup for Lux. But, yeah, he hasn't looked the same since he came back from the injured list, Aaron, and he had missed a quite a good amount of games with the neck injury. So he hasn't looked good. He did not look good tonight, 0 for 5, 3 strikeouts, but that doesn't mean he can't get back on track
2: well i really hope he um with the next four games he does really you know he gets he gets into it because you know we do need we well need, he's do done we it need, for yeah. the
1: majority of the season he's been a 290 hitter the majority of the season
2: all right david well you know i'm enjoying the 110 wins you know i i know we don't look you know i kind of look to the future it's hard not to you know I, I've been a Dodger fan in, in the '90s, and you know, I told my kids today at the game, you know, like, you know, you guys are going to remember these days because in the future the Dodgers don't do, because you know, are you know, I don't remember the Dodgers ever going this many times to the playoffs when I was young, you know. They and haven't.
1: They did, They've never gone to the playoffs these many years in a row. They've never done it. So uh, you are witnessing the basically. The golden age of Dodger baseball. There has never been this much sustained success as far as postseason appearances that we are seeing in the last 10, 11 years. And certainly you have never seen a Dodger team win 110 games because it has never happened before. They just became the seventh team in baseball history to ever win 110 games in a season. Evan Phillips has been a big part of that, the super reliever. That not only has done his role that the Dodgers had envisioned in spring training, but he also has taken over the role that Blake Trinan and Daniel Hudson would have had. He's been three pitchers in one. And now people are wondering, is Evan Phillips going to close in October? Well, Evan joined us on Instagram Live on our AM570 LA sports account. It was all presented by our Southern California Ford dealers, And here was the answer to a question about who closes in October. So uh, everybody wants to know who's closing in October. How many times have you heard that question?
5: You know, not too much. And I think um, we're gonna handle it the same way we've handled these past, you know, seven or eight games where you guys have seen different pitchers finish out the game. We've had, you know, four or five guys, you know, throw the ninth inning for us. And I think you've seen that um, we're able to win games by doing it that way. And, um, you know, hopefully, We'll be able to continue that into the postseason, and um, you know, whoever's locking down the ninth inning for us is going to be you know, ready for that spot. Um, but every single out matters. You know, For us coming out of the bullpen, whether it's the fifth inning, you know, ninth inning, it doesn't really matter to us. Everyone's out there trying to get those three outs because we know they're all important you know, to win the game.
1: Hey, that's coming from a player. Um, that's the plan for the Dodgers, and look, that's going to be the plan moving forward, and it's been done before. You, you throw a lot of different pitchers um, that match up against certain hitters, especially when you have a good left-hander like Alex Vesia to complement your really good high-leverage right-handed relievers like Tommy Canely, Evan Phillips, and Bruce Star Gratterall. And then you throw in another lefty, Andrew Heaney, that is going to go from the rotation to the bullpen in October. Let's take one more phone call before we say goodnight. Rex in San Diego, walk us off.
5: David, loving the show as always. You know, Cody Bellinger, he's he's going to be Mr. October again. I've been telling everybody. And what I want to know, David, is can you use your influence? Can, can you pull some strings to make sure that Cody Bellinger stays in Dodger Blue and White for the next couple of years? You know he's going to be there in October. I can't wait to see it. Uh, he's coming on strong. Do you
2: agree?
1: He's, he's putting in the work, and Rick Monday has noted over the last 10 or 12 games, he has seen more consistency from him, and now we're starting to see the results. Uh, everybody is rooting for Cody Bellinger, Rex, around the Dodgers. He's a great guy. Uh, no, nobody wants to see Cody succeed more than his teammates and his manager and his front office. So it's up to Cody, and look, like I told you, Rex, you bet on guys that have done it before in October. Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, Max muncie they have done it before. You don't give up on guys like that. All right. Thank you for the phone call, Rex. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Tomorrow, a day game here on Fan Appreciation Day, game three of this six-game series between the Dodgers and Rockies. Tyler Anderson, the former Rocky, will be on the mound against his former ball club. He is fifteen and four with an ERA of two fifty-four. Going up against right-hander Herman Marquez, who is eight and thirteen with an ERA of five twelve. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at noon with first pitch at 110. Thanks to Colin Yee and Zach Caldi back at our Burbank Studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score tonight from Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers make history winning their 110th game of the year by defeating the Rockies 6-4. Have a great rest of your night. See ya
2: we